1: they can't go on. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on May the 20th, 2011. For new cameras, look into the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and you'll find lots and lots of audios for a free download, where hopefully I can show you some shortcuts to understanding this big system that you're born into, which we call the global society. It's got many different names, of course, New World Order. It's an ongoing process, really marked out in 5, 10, 15, 20, and 50-year periods, even 100-year periods for various things to be accomplished, and you're simply living through the script, the big, big script, big business plan, and every major thing that happens, including the wars that are going on now, are all part of that. They were, they were set up an awful long time ago, many years ago and as a must-be, as they call it, on a certain date we'll hit these countries, we'll, we'll blame them for this and that, and so on, plunder their oil, etc. and then give them a thing called democracy that's something to do with elastic bands because it's, it stretches with its meanings all the time from generation to generation. So help yourself to the audios. Remember, two all those sites listed there on the comm site have transcripts of a lot of the talks for download for free as well for print-up. And you find other languages too uh, for print up of the talks at alanwattsentinel.eu. So help yourself, and remember too, you're the audience that bring me to you, so you can help me go onwards for a little while by uh, helping to buy the books and discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughtheMatrix.com, and you'll find out how to do it there too on the site. From the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check or an international postal money order. You can also use Send Cash, and you can use PayPal to order using the donation button. Just follow it up with an email, name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. Across the world, you Western Union MoneyGram, and you've also got uh, PayPal again to order. Using the, the donation button. Remember, two straight donations are certainly, certainly appreciated because things are getting awfully tight. Each time we go to the post office, the, the prices have gone up again. And so has this uh, GST and harmonized sales tax uh, idea that's kind of like a value added tax that they have in Canada now. It's gone up four or five times since they introduced it last, late last fall, just as the winter was coming on. And I try, as I say, on this particular broadcast to show you some of the details or histories behind what you hear in the news because your minds are shaped for to perceive things in the way that your masters want you to perceive them, and it keeps you dull and stupid and and living in the present, which means that you're really believing the fact that, that countries just attack countries out of nowhere. And things happen suddenly, and it never dawns on you uh, that big organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations have written books about uh, the coming conflicts. They've been working on them for maybe 25, 50 years or more, uh, even with the timescales on them too. And the timescales are also for global amalgamation of different parts of currencies, uh, uh, international currencies, under the IMF and so on. We're living literally through a script. And it gets awfully boring once you've read a lot of their books and their own press releases or their own magazines. You're, you get rather fed up, really, just going through all this nonsense as the media attempts to try and persuade you that things are just becoming a, a, a crisis at this moment over this particular thing, and nothing is, is further from the truth. Nothing short of an asteroid hitting the planet, really. Believe you, even that they've tried to cover... <laughs> Nothing happens by chance in the world on any large scale whatsoever. Nothing, nothing whatsoever happens by chance. Everything is expected by those who help plan them. And you must always be shaped to go through the world believing that everything's a big accident and we just stumble down through time. Politicians try and deal with the accidents as they happen and I hope I can break the spell of that nonsense by adding the other side of the story. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the Matrix and... There's someone on the the phone from Scotland, so I'll take it since it's a long-distance call, very expensive. It's Adam. Are you there, Adam? Hello, Adam. Are you there? Hi, Alan. Yes. Hi there. Uh, First of all, especially
2: I thank you um, for what you've been been doing to us. I've been a long-time listener for many years. This is the first time I've called in. Mm -hmm. Um, You're actually one of the very few people on earth I can actually listen to. Uh Um, It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you, Alan. I've actually got a couple of questions that I don't think it's okay to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, One is to do, basically, obviously, as far as 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 my research is concerned, um, the big boys, as we say, they seem to be in control for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, they're in charge of um, America, the founding of America, basically. I know they... They basically funded both
1: sides of the American Civil War. Yeah, that's right. They did. I'm trying to understand.
2: It doesn't make any sense to me. Why why would they allow the the American Constitution?
1: I'll tell you what it was. America was built with a mission. And uh, even in some Masonic writings, they talk about that. It was built for a purpose. And uh, actually in other writings too, um, they touch on a, uh, in, a, in more depth And why it was built But it was built to be a shining uh, the, the knight on a shining ho- a white horse For the world They couldn't use Britain as an example to, take, to, to lead the world Into this new type of world society Because Britain had plundered a good part of the planet They'd plundered their own people You know, the ones who ruled it from London And they couldn't use France either Because that was uh, colonizing all over the world too or, or most of the countries of Europe so they had to create a brand new one uh, that the public wouldn't really, of the world wouldn't suspect. They'd look up to as an example to try and follow. And it was a good cover, a very good cover. Uh, for a long time, people really thought America was very different. They did give Americans way more uh, freedom than any other country for a while. As you've, if you've noticed, I've taken it all away from them again. And uh, But they, they built up the U.S. to be a leader of this particular revolutionary movement. And um, you, you find, too, Benjamin Franklin was also borrowing money from the, the Rothschilds of the French group. Uh, they were funding the Civil War. And at the same time as, as he was uh, the diplomat or the foreign, he was a Kissinger of his day for America, he was over in London. He'd visit London during the, the, civil, the, during the American Revolutionary War, and he'd go to operas. And no one ever bothered them, never stopped them, never said, oh, look who it is. Well, we'll just keep them here, you know. So you, you know damn well by looking over history, there was a, a lot going on. Uh, but America was to be a brand new nation with a, supposedly no nasty past, you see, that the other nations would follow. And that was the idea of it, Yeah, Absolutely. What, a, um, obviously,
2: been a lot of help from yourself, Alan, I've listened to yourself for, for many years, and I think you're fantastic to be honest with you, you know, you're one of the very few people actually on earth I can listen to right now Yeah. Um. it's obviously not corrupt mm-hmm. but obviously that confused me at the time because I understood that obviously the big boys were absolutely majorly involved and also the funding both sides in the civil war mm-hmm. and obviously behind the creation of America as you say yeah. but that also confused me at the time that would allow um, the American people I think time to have what, obviously not great freedom but more freedom than certainly anyone else did yeah. am just very, very surprised that it allowed the American Constitution. Yes. Obviously it, a, obviously, it was just
1: a front. It was a front because literally you could drive, you could, most of the guys you know who helped put that Constitution together were lawyers. And they were far better educated than guys who are today. They could read Latin and Greek and all the rest of it, they knew the histories, they knew the politics going back through the ages, they knew the different systems. Uh, and that's why they decided, they said, they'd pick on the Roman system, the ancient Roman system, uh, and they called it the Senate and so on, in the White House, etc., cetera, copying Rome, in a Republican form of government. But uh, in reality, too, they had a mission for America. As I say, some Freemasons have written books on it. Uh, America's Secret Destiny is one, and uh, so it lead the world into this whole uh, new system. But really, the U.S., too, have been given a... a, a, a Uh, They've they've been given an incredible mind job to do with culture creation because if you ever read or or see the movie, it's called Hollywoodism, uh, a home of their own. Uh, The the big makers of the Hollywood uh, uh, image makers admit, and you'll hear it from the top people's mouths, themselves, the families, the Warner Brothers, all those guys, we gave America their culture. And they eradicated the old, the reality of uh, factory farms across the U.S. They gave them the cowboy image that everybody was a cowboy at one time, and that's nonsense. They had, uh, yeah, they had factory towns just like Britain, with their own tokens that the boss gave you, and you had to spend it in in the factory shop uh, and pay your rent from it. So uh, they have no idea of that. The only real freedom the U.S. was given was between a little bit between the two world wars and then the, the great depression and after world war ii from about 1950 to about 1970 and then the economy started going down so that's that's when they had the real heyday for being an american with more freedoms rights the cops left you alone pretty well and you could accumulate some cash and buy a home now it's all gone yeah yeah
2: Was that basically an illusion then for, for people outside the united states to think oh this is the place to go Yes. This is like a free country, and also an
1: illusion. Yes. Is that
2: just like a kid on illusion, basically for people to follow? It,
1: it pretty well, as I was looking. If you look at the wiki page for the amount of bureaucrats that uh, the U.S. had in 1912, at, and now compared to, to, to today, and how much of the gross domestic product they soak up with their pensions and their funds, and those, it's, it's just incredible. That it's almost like the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely.
2: Certainly yeah. it today, obviously. But, as far as i am concerned, they're trying everything to destroy the American Constitution. Yes, they are. My think that seems to be the only kind of freedom that any nation's got just now.
1: Well, the thing is, too, in Britain, um, they're all issue of international affairs. Remember, that was started up by the Milner Group and the Rhodes Group. And they said they'd build America up and they'd get a pan-American alliance, which we're in now, by the way, you know, a pan-American alliance with, with Britain and that's why Britain always goes to war when the US goes to war, we always go to war together, and uh, that was part of that alliance, Maggie Thatcher called it the special relationship we have and so uh, the idea I'm was to Thatcher,
2: was the Scottish people called her milk snatcher at one point but she was, um, what was her person when she was out of power yeah. she was out of power. and actually yeah. said it was a, a parallel
1: government That's what she said, and uh, she mentioned she actually mentioned that a few times in her talks it's
2: incredible. Um, I actually speak to my
1: friend today and, and tell them about this and they're, they're actually not even remotely interested. Most folk are not because they're, yeah, they're dumbed down and they're exactly what the, the, the masters want them to be. And they've also made the choice. They don't really want anything that's... You see, a long time ago, Britain too have had the same treatment on, on our minds. Uh, Bertrand Russell said back in the 30s, we'll give them a culture where they're egocentric and egocentric. They won't want to hear bad news. It's negative. Uh, They'll chase happy news, no matter how trivial it is. But uh, they'll they'll avoid bad news, and I've trained them to be like that. And that's why they don't want to. They have chosen not to know.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. That's the way it seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people today think that cultures just evolve naturally. But you look at the guys behind the scenes, the big boys, obviously. We can read yeah. their own books,
1: as you say yourself. Alan.
2: It seems they seem to be encouraging. Them. Yes. People today think it's just a natural evolution. That that's how human beings. There's are. nothing,
1: yeah, nothing further from that at all. Nothing further. I'll well, break yeah,
2: myself. Um, mm-hmm. It seems an absolute certainty. These guys have planned this a long time ago.
1: Long, long time ago. They, they plan in centuries. Yeah, literally centuries. Yeah. R- right down, right down to when they said they'd start degrading the culture. Uh, promoting promiscuity, uh, single-parent family homes, and then, and then the, even the the the, the, um, the lesbian and, and homosexual uh, marriages, and they were talking about that when they'd introduce it back in the 1950s, and for for the for the guys in the CFR and so on, they knew exactly the timetable it would take to bring it all down, and these are all planks of the communist manifesto, and of course you have all these other groups too that came in from Germany. Uh, they flooded in just before, when Hitler came in to escape, and uh, uh, and they set up their schools here, the Frankfurt School and so on, who had a lot to do with the creation of culture. They still do with all your entertainment, by the way. All those guys that you see, producers and uh, writers, are all trained by the same Frankfurt School theology. Yeah. That's, in my
2: opinion, the most significant, because most of my, my friends I speak to today think that the way they are today, um, they basically just live for the weekend basically everything's just looking yeah. forward to the weekend to drink party that's right the girls. Uh, to me I've actually asked this question myself and they, they seem to think that's a natural evolution that human beings are like that naturally yeah. mm-hmm. obviously right. they actually compare it to animals obviously animals won't stick to the same partner will.
1: well that's what, they, that's what they promote of course in psychology now to try to de- validate it but it's not true at all because you're into the most primitive cultures and even that series I mentioned before called uh, the tribe or tribes, BBC series, it shows you every so-called primitive culture they went into. There was always a man and a woman and their, their, their home or their hut or whatever. It was always a man and a woman because that's nature. We are, we are not like other animals. There's even, there's even certain, um, uh, birds stay together, you know, male and female for life. So no, this is the rubbish that, that they've been pumping into folks' heads thinking you're, you're plugging this basically. Yeah. And again, Julian, Julian Huxley also said too, uh, at the UNESCO, he said that we shall create a society very promiscuous where they can basically rut like animals as long as they don't actually bond together and stay together and have children. Uh, they didn't want children. So we're, we're living in that stage now, you know. It,
2: it seems to be, you know, when Alan, obviously, you left Scotland it? when it was, but I'm actually planning for leaving Glasgow, the end of the year because it's 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 dead as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's yeah. everyone is a zombie as far as yes. I'm concerned. And I'm all trying to fix myself, and even mm-hmm. friends who I've known my entire life have absolutely no interest or even capability. It seems to me to understand sure. anything that's going
1: on. Yeah, do you want to hold? Do you want to hold on till
2: after the break? I actually tried to tell them that. Yeah, do, you
1: want, do you want to hold on till after the break? There, that's the music coming in. So hold on. Yeah. Hi, folks. We're back, and we're cutting through the matrix. And is Adam still on the line? Hi, Alan. Yes, you're still there, yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as, as I say to you, it's a good idea to get out while you can because, really, I've, I've seen... I get so much information coming in here uh, for about Scotland and, and the rest of Britain, and it really is not good. Even today in the paper one of the top politicians is saying that the British public still don't understand how bad it's going to get. Now, it's, it was, it's been bad enough the last 40 years, so, I mean, <laughs> how bad do you want to, to, to It's going to be more and more bureaucracy, going to the dole, getting cash, going through all the layers and layers of, of, of departments. I mean, who needs that? Who needs a life like that? You don't need that, no. Alan, it's incredible. Obviously, you left um, probably
2: not early enough to be honest with you, you know i'm 26 and uh, yeah. i've had it with this, this country to be honest with you. you know even my friends who i've known for years yeah i tell them that, that all these parties i can prove it and i actually uh, i've got evidence to, to prove it as well all these parties are controlled they're, they're funded those guys i yeah. bought yes. these parties even after you say that to them, they still go back the next day and vote you
1: know i know i know it's, I know. I know. it's, it's disgusting it's disgusting. There's
2: nothing, it doesn't matter what I say to them; they, they still vote. They, they don't get it. It's, it doesn't matter what I say to them or anything I do; they, they still vote. They still think they're, they're still buying into the same system that's corrupt.
1: Yeah, yeah the same system. They're
2: buying into the same system that the big boys at the top are mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely. It's incredible.
1: It, it is, and and that I call them the Walking Dead because they're they're, they're perfectly, they are they're perfectly conditioned. They're, their conditioning has worked perfectly on them and you can't be around them, it drives you nuts. And, it's, and you don't hear. it's
2: incredible. It really yeah. is incredible. Yeah. I've actually not watched the actual television for maybe four or five years you know, It's, it's incredible. Yes. I actually watched it um, a couple of days ago there, and it's it's almost like a circus. It really is. It's almost beyond belief.
1: Yes, and it's getting degraded. The
2: mundane yeah. nonsense of the highest order. Right on. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's actually fully grown adults, 40 and 50, yeah. that Tune into that and debate it. Not only do they watch it, they actually talk about it the next day as well. Like passionately talk about it. Sure. Well, talk yeah. about it, the X Factor. It's it's unbelievable. They're actually, passionately debating a winner on X Factor, or who do you, what do you think of this guy on X Factor? It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, they live the in fantasy.
2: Not well, a single independent thought in their entire brain.
1: No, they don't.
2: It's incredible.
1: And, and that's perfect psychology. Uh, this worked on them for all their, their whole lives long, and that's the end result you see right there. And you can't beat that. You, you can't beat it. They enjoy it, and um, and they'll continue for the rest of their lives just chatting about it. So so you've got to try and get out, as I say, uh, and make some kind of life in a country that we, where it's not as bad yet. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's just as bad as you'll probably get. To be honest. I, I can't imagine it being any worse as far as yes. naiveties involved. You know. And it's not even—it's not a case of the, the people are unintelligent or thick. It, it's not a case of it's sheer ignorance. It's ignorance, I, mean, I know intelligent people who are still who still buy into it. Sure. It's not just intelligence; it, it's actual—it's ignorance. Mm-hmm. It, they don't understand it, it no matter what you present to them, the evidence you present. It, oh, this is absolutely nonsense, they still buy into it. They, they laugh it away. They just—they don't get it.
1: It's conditioned ignorance. It's conditioned into them. And they'll never believe that they're being lied to. They want to believe the truth, you know. And even though there's no evidence that truth, the truth's ever been there or it's been real or it's helped them in any way whatsoever, uh, they, they, they they still hope, too, that things won't get any worse. Now, how bad can it get? It's bad enough as it is. So you can imagine how bad it's going to get. you know. Um, as far as they're concerned, they're fine. As long as they get a 50 pence
2: wage increase on their yeah. the wages every month, they're delighted. Yeah. I mean, they don't see the big picture, you know, as, as you said a couple
1: of weeks ago, it's their selves they're interested in. Yes. It doesn't affect them personally, they're not interested. Yeah. Nar- they're narcissistic,
2: that's what they've turned into. Alan, oh, that's the way it is in, in Glasgow, in Scotland as a whole. It's done, as far as I can see, it's, it's, done. it's done. There's no hope, as far as I
1: can see. But. Well, personally, I think you're right. I think you're right.
2: Yeah.
1: And they've woken up, they haven't even woken up, they've they just emerged into a European Union which nobody wanted, and now you've got this super-Soviet system over, lording over you that's already told you that they're going to demand more billions off you every every year. So, I mean, it's going to go up and up and up. They're left with nothing. Exactly.
2: As long as it's presented in the media as something you should do, they'll accept it. They'll and accept it. I mean, yeah. I've seen it personally. Um, yeah. I see it every single day. Yeah. It happens. I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible. I must admit, it's, it's a privilege speaking to you and on your the program because uh, you're one of the very few people actually I can I can listen to. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy your show. It's not just your own radio station. It's it's also the other radio stations you've been a guest on as well. Yeah. Um, I just think you're so knowledgeable and you're an extremely decent decent human being as well. You know, I've, I know you you've had offers from the big boys you know, and I know it's very easy to accept that most people would.
1: I know they would, yeah.
2: <laughs> Obviously, a, a, you're a decent human being that, that just doesn't accept that, you know, and I think you should be very proud of yourself, Alan.
1: Well, you do what you can, and if you, if you can't be, can be true to yourself, you can't be true to anything, and that's it, Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, well, but a lot of people, as a decent human being, should be like yourself, but most people they've not got the traits, they've not got that decent human trait anymore, it just seems to have, uh, it doesn't seem to be there anymore, people don't have those traits anymore, they, they sell out. So yes. I, I can see that every single day, Alan. I'm only 26 from Glasgow, and I can, I can see that. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's an absolute privilege, Alan, to speak to you. Um, I've been, uh, obviously, I've been listening to you for years.
1: Well, you hang in there and make your plans and get out when you can.
2: Yeah. So you don't uh, right Alan, you don't like right saying leaving years ago and I'm not leaving now, but you've left years ago. You've obviously seen it before in there. Else? I did. I, I saw it, oh,
1: yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Alan,
2: it's finished. This country's finished.
1: Yeah,
2: it is. And there's no hope in I know a lot of people like to think there's always hope. I don't think there is hope. And
1: there's there's no, it's too, you're, you're living through a script there, and it's going to get worse, so get out where you can. But th- thanks for calling. Call again. Yeah, thanks. Back after this break.
0: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, and there's Jesse from New York on the phone too. Are you there, Jesse?
3: Yeah, I'm here.
1: Yes, go ahead. Thanks
3: for taking my call. I, I just wanted to um, tell you I was watching a, a documentary about Las Vegas the other night, and they were going they were going on about all the casinos and how the casinos had so many backups mm-hmm. about the their power and about how the the greatest sin would be for the casino to run out of power and to shut down. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I, I think about Fukushima and how the money junkies didn't even care if 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 the thing went out of power and, and, God forbid, the the backup generators went out and the the whole thing, like, ruined the earth. Like, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any comments about that?
1: Well, the casinos are, we know how they run. There's been some excellent documentaries on them and how they have multiple systems in place too, so the house never loses. But, uh, one of the best ones I saw was a, a movie called Casino. In fact, uh, and it goes through how all the, everything's really rigged, et cetera, et et cetera. But, uh, um, but
3: but it's not even it's not even about the money. It's about the fact that the whole the casino could never close down yeah. because if it closed down, then the money junkies couldn't be making money. You yeah. you understand what I'm saying? But yeah. then but then in a a nuclear facility where if it shut down and if it went critical like the whole world would be in trouble yeah. it doesn't, it's not a big deal because they're not making money off of that it's amazing mm-hmm.
1: well they've gotten an awful lot of lengths to, to try and cover up of course what happens to Fukushima we're still hearing nonsense about them trying to still cool uh, the different reactors and so on Is they're still melting down of course But uh, you're you're right, too. You you have this uh, atomic agency worldwide that that, uh, really isn't... They don't want to see bad news coming out of any of them because there's so much money tied up in them, too. And power is correct. Power of any kind is power over people, not just the money itself. And we're all stuck on this thing called power. And they've made sure... Uh, for a long time that this is the only power you're going to get is from nuclear energy. So they must cover themselves up as m- best they can and pretend everything's just hunky-dory and that this mess that you see of the power plants is just a temporary little thing they will soon be fixed. So, but uh, power, power is power. And, and we know, too, that General Electric is heavily involved in those plants. Uh, in fact, they, were, they bought them from General Electric. And we know that the Mark Ones were really... Not even fit to to start uh, working the guys who designed them in America left uh, before they were de- they put up and installed. They said they were not safe enough, so the guy the actual designers said that themselves, and they quit uh, so before they even built the first one so um,
3: I, I I totally agree, but if they were the ones designing the casinos. that, they couldn't ever shut down because they wouldn't be making money, you know. Yeah. They'd be fired, but because it's it's not that big a deal, it's just a nuclear power plant, and then it's no big deal. It's amazing to me.
1: Yeah. The only thing is, though, it's, it's, when one goes down, it's a message or, or it's a black mark against the whole nuclear industry, you see. And that's why... Uh, Worldwide, they're trying, they're giving them all the the cover they can or or, or covering it up as best they can because they're really all in bed together as a massive worldwide industry. And and in fact, many of the shareholders, too, in these private companies are the same shareholders across the world. uh, So they can't let it go down or fail or or come under under too much criticism either.
3: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. the GE is the same company that owns MSNBC and Comcast. Uh-huh. It's all, they're all in bed together.
1: And the military-industrial complex, they're, they're in, up there with Goldman Sachs and all the rest of them, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really amazing. It's, it's hard to wrap your mind around, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is globalism, too, as they call it, globalism. So uh, the big boys must stick together, because they own stuff across the whole planet now. Yeah. And again, it's, it's again it's the resources,
3: it's an amazing excuse to, to get the green agenda
1: through, too. Right on cue, too. That's what even got me. It was right on cue, uh, not too long after, really, the Copenhagen agreements and so on, uh, for greening and solar and all the rest of it. It was right on You couldn't have wished for a better thing happening for the greenies. It was their dream came true and come true. And, of course, the same guys with the big shares in in, in uh uh, yeah. Nuclear also have the big shares in getting the grants for for wind and uh, solar and all the rest. The same boys running both sides, you see. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and of course, the second the earthquake hit, you know they were, you know they knew that the the nuclear power might get make it hurt, so they bet against it, and it's it's all money. And yeah. It, it all ties back to
1: money. Money, right. absolutely. Money, yeah. Always. All, always. It no doesn't matter what's happening in the world, it's always to do with money.
3: Yeah, always.
1: Same with war. War's to do with economic reasons, nothing to do with what they tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: I mean, by the time they tell you it, it's already, it's already in place yeah. and it's already there.
1: It's there, yeah. And it was planned probably for years before it started.
3: For years. <laughs> uh, tens of years at least. Yeah.
1: But, but thanks for calling, and I'll try on oh, yeah. next day. Thanks, hey,
3: yeah. thanks a lot.
1: Thanks for calling. Uh, there's Mike from Chicago there, too. Are you there, Mike?
0: Uh, yes, I am, Alan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, uh, Alan, but, um, it seems like that uh, I, the more educated you are, uh, like the more degrees, like bachelor's degree, master's degree, like those type of people that I talk to and I, tr- I try to break, you know, get them out of the conditioning, it seems like, them. Like, can't, it's like almost impossible to get them out. But the more uneducated you are, I would say like, uh, my cousin, um, he has been in and out of the prison system and like, it was so easy to break him out of conditioning. Like he knew everything already. He he knew about the so-called new world order. He knew like the tricks the prison does, uh, the prison industrial complex, the military industrial complex. And I was like, I was, I mean, I knew why, but mm-hmm. like yeah. the people that they say are smart are actually dumb. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I actually read studies, I think, last year or the year before uh, from some of the big psychological institutes that helped to brainwash us all. They actually released a study and said that the, the more educated classes are the easiest to upgrade in their political correctness, you know, it's because uh, they don't want to. No one wants to stand out from the group as being the odd one out. They're, they're more adaptive and they're more group orientated. And so, whatever ridiculous nonsense is given to them as being politically correct, they will immediately all adapt at once. So the high, they, they said so. The, the, the higher educated were easier, easier to control and update with the political correctness and the agenda.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and it doesn't help that, like you know, they get. I mean, they so-called get paid the most and, well, not anymore because, you know, as soon as they get out of college, they
1: won't you know, be able to find a job. I mean, decent. Oh, I've, I've got an article here today about the college scam. I'll put the link up after this broadcast and, and it, and it shows you the incredible money they're paying into colleges. It's a big, it's called the biggest scam. And, uh, and few of them get jobs, you know, you yep. know.
0: I mean, uh, the only reason it's so, it's so much because the government subsidized uh, education. And since yeah. the colleges know that they're gonna get paid, they, right. uh, and more people actually go into it, like supply and demand, the more people that uh, need to supply, uh, mm-hmm. price goes up instantly. I mean, sure. and I knew I knew from the get go what uh, these uh, my high school counselors were doing and the guys counselors. They all wanted you to go to college and whatnot, and I knew uh, you know I couldn't pay for it, so I was like, I might as well go to uh, you know a decent community college or work
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. I feel like uh, that decision was much better for me because now I look at my peers and they like, they have at least $80,000, $100,000 in uh, debt. I mean, basically a mortgage. You might as well have gotten a loan to uh, buy, uh, get a start of business, you know? That's right. right. And and I have a question, mom. Uh, This is about like history. Um, Do you know anything about the ancient Moors, the the Moors, like uh, when they invaded Spain? And, uh, like I think around 710, uh, Tariq. And, um, I heard about the Moors that, uh, they, I think they, the, the Europeans, I think they got the technology to build the, the cathedrals from the Moors because of the, the architecture.
1: Is that true? Well, the Moors were way ahead with making the domes, the big high domes that you see, and, um, far better in, in their, their construction methods as well. So there's no doubt about that. Uh, they were ahead of, of all th- that present day type building. You know, eventually even the Normans copied a lot of other styles too. You know?
0: um, why is that? Um, one reason I was told is that they was able to they were able to uh, translate the uh, translate the ancient texts of of the Greeks. and I guess the Egyptians.
1: What it was actually, it's called it's, it's called the age of Ga- of of, uh, of um, the age of gathering intelligence, they called it. Uh, many of the high moors, very rich men, it was, it was traditional in those days, they would send emissaries across the whole world, literally, to Greece. And their whole thing was to get all the information of the world and intelligence of the world and all the sciences, medicine, um, architecture, and all the different sciences, and they brought it back. So they were, they, were, they were way ahead of all the other countries for centuries because of that. That particular age of intelligence, and uh, and they spared no money. They were so addicted to new things and, and new ideas uh, that they just uh, spent an awful lot of money with emissaries across the whole world. And right up until about the eighteen hundreds, in fact, into the early nineteen hundreds, uh, most of the medicine that they were using in the West all came from that Moorish period. Even the surgery for cataracts were, were came from that period too. But yeah.
0: well, um, what I find it. Kind of weird that uh, at the same time uh, that the Moors, um, you know, were very popular and very you know uh, rich culture, uh, it was the same time that I guess like uh, you had the Dark Ages, and it was like um, like night and day. You know, the Dark Ages, but then under the, the South South of, uh, of the Dark Ages used to you know advancements in technology and medicine. You have libraries. Uh, you got Timbuktu and all types. And um, not only that, uh, did you think the Sasanis or uh, the black nobility still had their hands uh, within that, that culture? And uh, do you think they just wanted to bring that culture up while they were uh, reorganizing, I guess, uh, the yeah. culture?
1: Yeah, there's no doubt that they were in amongst them, actually, in Spain especially. Uh, we find out some of the high, the high religious leaders of other religions were based in Spain at the same time. And they thrived very well too. And many of them moved out and became uh, the, the money lenders for, for the world. Uh, and they moved, of course. Um, it's interesting, I always think of the ancient Phoenicia. And the Phoenicians, as I said, were really a Greek term for the Canaanites. And uh, they, they had fleets all over the world and so on. And they lent, they lent their fleets out to, to other countries for sometimes even their warships. But when the Knights Templars came along as well to, and had the big invasions of the Middle East to go to the so-called Holy Land, um, they were now in, uh, in um, Venice, basically, and they, they ran their, their projects from there. And even Knights Templars had to hire ships from them, too, because, again, they'd never changed their ways. They were always money lenders and ship owners and trade route uh, runners and so on. So you'll see a common thread of these people down through history going along with each new wave of, of uh, armies that come along or peoples that come along, but always profiting uh, along the way because they held commerce, trade, etc., and money, uh, power. So they, they they certainly were there in Spain at that time too. Yeah. How
0: come, but how come um, the Moors, since they were so advanced, how come they couldn't, um, they're not, I guess, uh, the Illuminati, uh, I might say, today?
1: Well, it's a branch of them uh, that became um, the, the the Assassins, as you call them. Uh, it's, really, it's, really a, a, it's really a bastardization of hashish, because the the, the the old man in the mountain was well known. It's well well written about. There's a book called The Assassins. You should get a hold of it. It gives you the history, where uh, even Omar Khayyam, uh, his best friend actually, was the founder of this particular sect, and they they would get young men and orphans and they would bring them up high up in these mountain wonderful areas uh, in big palatial surroundings, give them an education. Uh, They gave them hashish galore, and women if they wanted them to, and they trained them to be emissaries and then advisors to other people across different nations. And they ruled really like Kissinger types across different nations, and yet whenever they got the order, even 20 years from then, uh, they would turn around and kill the guy they were working for, the the, the person who was uh, the lord, the area, or whatever. And uh, everybody feared them. They were terrified of them. And then, of course, the old man in the mountain uh, had it so well established by the 11th century and 12th centuries uh, that uh, the Knights Templars met them, and the Templars put on a jousting show to show them how superior they were, not in guise off horses. And the old man in the mountain says, if you think that's power, watch this. And he says... To a hundred of, of his, his students, he says, walk over the edge of the cliff, and they all did, and, he, and then he ordered another bunch walk over the edge of the cliff, and, and the Knights Templars quickly got the message they could not fight people like this. They eventually moved to Afghanistan at that time, and um, and still held sway for an awful long time. And then we find that, again the leaders went down to uh, other countries around um, Jordan area and different places like that. So it's still on the go yet, but it's still a high, a high uh, Masonic order. They now call it Masonic order, but it's, they, they derive from the Assassins, that particular group. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, do you think do you think these people like these people? You'll never see these people. Like, they'll never put themselves up on TV or on the newspaper. Like these, like the people. Like, you could probably, like, walk across, uh, like, see them on the street, but you'll never know that they have the, their hands in everything. Like, like, uh, cause I always, cause I always thought, like, the number one person in the Illuminati, like, probably does ne- doesn't ever show his
1: face. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I always thought There's about an old, that. old saying, the, the old saying is that, um, it's like the, the, it's like the, <laughs> They used it to, to the, the bombs for, for Japan World War Two. Little boy, there's little boy and Fat Man, and um, they were going to have a third one called Lazy Boy. And how it runs at the top is that the, the true bosses do not work at all, so they don't ever have to appear in public. And then, so they're they're the lazy boys, you see. They're also the Fat Men, and and. The, the second fat man is the one who goes round the lodges. They collect every intelligence, keep it all together. They're the little fat men. Yeah, that's what they call them.
3: Yeah. My wife, could they be like your next door neighbour and you never know it?
1: <laughs> um, they wouldn't live near you. No, they do live in very luxurious surroundings and nice faraway places generally. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but thanks for calling. I'll be back after this break. ¶¶ Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix and just to finish off, there's a few stories. One's about the U.S. Treasury, it says it prepares to plunder another $45 billion from retirement funds as it issues $110 billion more debt next week. And uh, it's just going on and on and on as they spend, spend, spend. Britain's exactly the same same mess too. The cost of the U.K. of action in Libya reaches £100 million. And that will be a lot more than that too. And it says that when the campaign began, Chancellor George Osborne said the cost of British involvement in Libya would be mod, modest when compared to Afghanistan. At the time, he estimated it would cost an order of tens of millions of pounds, not hundreds of millions. Well, we're into the hundreds of millions of pounds now. And also two links I want to put up tonight are about the, the hedge the funds now into the food markets. and Goldman Sachs involved as well in this too and the derivatives market, they're putting food up, and derivatives betting on bad crops next year and all this stuff. And, of course, you're global as well now, so there's no protectionism in making sure that you feed your own people anymore. The coming food crisis is going to be manipulated. I'll put these, it's already been manipulated, actually. I'll put this up tonight as well. And um, another one, too, on uh, new weaponry, too, uh, which really talk about mimicking the human brain The article is a bit misleading, it's from Electronics News, because the reality is to make folk confused on the battlefield, and even people in towns and cities, they can alter your thought processes, uh, put you off what you were thinking at all, into some other direction, or simply knock you out, and I'll put that link up as well. But uh, this is the world we're in today, it's a global society, peasants are peasants the world over, to the elite they don't care if they're Chinese, British, American, Canadian, Australian, New Zealand. Indian, Chinese, or whatever. We're in a global society, and the elite have one big club, joined with China, the Chinese elite, and the the elite of India and elsewhere. That's been done an awful long time ago. And really, most people now are basically expendable, as they really, they've told us, they told us to bring us into a a post-consumerist society, into an age of austerity, and then you get hammered with, oh, there's certainly too many of you today. We don't really need you anymore. And, of course, the coming food crisis, which the Council and Foreign Relations have been working on for the last 15 years with a special think tank dedicated to it, long before they told you about this in the papers. They were already working on it because they know what they're planning in the future. And the future always comes around. We're in it now. And the food is going up and up and up. And disposable income, as I've said for years, would eventually Uh, go all to paying fees and taxes just to stay and basic things like food just to stay alive. It won't be very good food either. The stuff you're eating now is generally junk from the supermarket. Terrible stuff. Uh, And it's there's not enough to even keep you healthy. Uh, The way they've raised the animals and what they've fed them to with their GMO. And another article is about Monsanto, how... The Food and Drug Administration have given Monsanto the go-ahead to be to be their own police, basically, and just turn the reports in and the rubber stamp them. No independent investigations as to the poisoning of the plants, the soil, or anything else. So they want us simply to die off. And, of course, the big boys themselves, once you join the elite, you see, and you, you ease your way up into them, uh, they get your little special card so that you get access to the real food. It doesn't get radiated, too, from stuff from outside. It's grown uh, underneath different things, even underground a lot of it, too, or from special farms that don't use artificial anything whatsoever. That's what it's all about. And the rich and the poor, the winners and the losers in the coming New World Order, that's what Jack Satali said, and he should know since he was one of the top guys in the United Nations, still is today. From Hamish, myself, from Ontario, Canada. Good night. To me, your God or your gods, go with you.